Hey everybody, welcome to the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast, dedicated to raising awareness, sharing IBD stories, and offering support for those with Crohn's and colitis. Together, we can share knowledge, experiences, and help show the world the many faces of IBD. Well, hi everyone. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Crohn's warrior since 2006 and lifelong fitness fanatic. My guest today is Elizabeth Alvarez, also known as the Dancing Crony. Elizabeth was diagnosed with Crohn's disease in 2011 at the age of 21. Since then, she's described her journey as one wild ride trying to attain remission. She's been on numerous medications, including Remicade, Intivio, Humira, Stellara, Prednisone, Dilaudid, Valium, and many others, and is now pairing conventional medicine with non-conventional treatments and organic lifestyle changes. Thank you so much for joining me today, Elizabeth, and welcome to the show. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here and excited for you to share your story. So your Crohn's disease and your first flare, speaking of your story, came at probably one of the most inopportune times imaginable as I was reading through on your blog. So why don't you start by sharing your Crohn's story, when you had your first flare, and how your diagnosis came about. Sure, of course. Um, so I was uh, diagnosed at 21. I was a senior in college. Um, and I got diagnosed, I'm one of the lucky ones because I've heard horror stories that it, people take years to get a diagnosis. I was diagnosed very quickly, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started to feel symptoms my senior year of college. Um, I started to get, you know, the typical um, diarrhea, abdominal cramping. Um, I was really freaked out when I first saw blood in the toilet. I had a thought, I think like most women do like, Oh man, I got my period. That's Mm -hmm. weird. And then you quickly realize like, Oh, wait a minute. That's not what that is. And I had never been sick a day in my life. So I was kind of in denial and I was never one to visit doctors. I never, you know, had any physical ailments growing up and I was studying um, classical dance. Um, I was getting my bachelor's in fine arts with um, a focus in modern dance. Mm -hmm. And I was just an athlete my whole life. So I really was kind of dealing with these symptoms at 21 years of age quietly um, until after graduation, it got really severe. Um, And by the time I got home, I remember telling my mom, like, mom, there's something wrong with me. I don't know what's going on. And pretty quickly, things just kind of turned south. And I lost about 40 pounds. Wow. Um, I got erythema nodosum. My ankles were the size of pineapples. Um, I was had excruciating abdominal pain. I was constantly bleeding, constantly running to the bathroom with diarrhea. Um, I was vomiting. And I just became very lethargic. I had no energy. It was hard for me to just get up from bed and go use the restroom. And it was pretty insane. And, you know, immediately uh, I was taken to a gastroenterologist. They did a colonoscopy. And right then and there, I was told that I had Crohn's. Um, 
And I guess, you know, of course, I can tell my story. I mean, I could spend hours telling my story. But (laughs) fast forward, I was diagnosed there, 21, and I was very stubborn. Mm -hmm. And I had these plans, you know, as we all do. We have a vision for our life. We have these goals. And suddenly I had this diagnosis that was in the way of me becoming a professional dancer. And my goal was to move to New York City and dance um, classically and, Mm -hmm. you know, professionally. So, you know, despite the diagnosis, despite um, doctors telling me that I really needed to take it easy as a stubborn 21-year-old, <laughs> I went off to New York <laughs> and mm-hmm. despite even my parents telling me that, you know, this isn't a good idea, we're scared for your health, but I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. I was put on Remicade and I was pretty confident um, that everything was going to be fine. And, you know, Long story short, I was in New York living there for four years. Um, I had, by the grace of God, landed a contract with the Metropolitan Opera in Lincoln Center, and I was dancing professionally. Um, And things, you know, just took a quick um, turn for the worst. And I lasted four years, which I think, in my opinion, is pretty long. Yeah, it's amazing. By the fourth year, yeah, it was insane. I don't know how how I did it. Every day I was waking up, I was vomiting. I was anemic. I was iron deficient. I was just bleeding all the time. And um, it was just a really, really difficult four years. And um, again, on my fourth year uh, where I hit a wall was I was in the middle of a show in, in, in the opera. And it was I was backstage and I was about to go on stage and I got hit with a flare. And it was just like, boom, it just hit me, just the mm-hmm. abdominal pain. And I was curled up literally backstage. I mean, you can just imagine being in the wings, the lights are on, the show's going, and I have like a minute and then my cue is to go on stage. And I remember being keeled over and I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe this is happening to me right now. And I remember my castmates were like, are you okay, Elizabeth? What's wrong? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I couldn't even talk because as we all know, the abdominal the the cramping and then the urgency is just so intense sometimes that mm-hmm. all you can do is just be keeled over and just breathe mm-hmm. and i was just trying to to mentally say okay this is going to pass this is going to pass now did your fellow and dancers did your fellow dancers know that you had had crohns no, this whole time no i did not tell anybody that mm-hmm. i had crohns um when I was hired, I didn't say anything. And, and yeah, my, my peers didn't know. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just kept saying, Oh, I have a big, I have a bad stomach ache. There's something wrong with my stomach. And I'm like, okay, you know, and, and they were so helpful, so supportive. And somehow I went on stage and I guess with the adrenaline and just, you know, the sheer, yeah. um, how should I say pressure of, you know, not having just that know, grit movement <laughs> yeah. on yeah. stage. Yeah. I mean, I got through it and then I got off stage and it was like, I ran to the dressing room and just, you know, exploded. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was vomiting, you know, as we all know, it comes out both ways sometimes. And, and it was terrible. And that was my breaking point. I was, I would fought for four years, you know, just to get to rehearsal on time and just to make it through rehearsals. And then when that happened in the middle of the show, I was like, okay, I need to, I need to, you know, take this seriously and stop dancing and focus on healing because if I keep going like this, you know, I don't know how else, how, how much longer, you know, mm-hmm. it was insane. 
So that's pretty much my my story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess my my worst flare and where it really became real that I needed to to get better. Well, you mentioned in your blog that 2015 was a turning point for you in the disease. Mm-hmm. Was that moment on stage? Is that what triggered that turning yeah. point? Yeah, that was that happened in 2014, and immediately after, um, I saw my gastroenterologist. I believe we did a colonoscopy. And he said, he, he just told me straight, he's like, look, you're, you have a severe case of Crohn's. You're mm-hmm. very, very inflamed. Um, I don't, I, I mean, I've had so many colonoscopies, so I can't remember if this was the time where he mm-hmm. couldn't even do the whole colon. He, he could, he didn't want to go and finish the entire colonoscopy because I was so, um, so inflamed. Wow. And, and inflamed. Yeah. That he, he said he would perforate, he was scared to perforate my, my mm-hmm. colon. And he was just, and so then I just said straight up, I was like, look, should I, should I be dancing? Is this stupid? And he goes, look, honestly, if you're able, I would not suggest you to continue dancing at the moment because your health is, is really severe and this could get out of control really bad, you know, really quick. Um, and so that was it. I literally left my doctor's office and called my boss right then and there. And I told them, like, and I said, look, I have Crohn's disease. It's very severe, and my doctor is advising me not to dance. I'm really sorry, but I just can't continue with the season. Mm-hmm. And thank God, he was so supportive, and he was like, "Look, your health is everything. You know, get healthy, and when you get healthy, you always have a place here." Oh, that's um, great. COVID. Yeah, I mean, they were so supportive, and that just that just took such a weight off of my shoulders. Um, and then that was it. That was in 2014. I moved home back to Miami. And I just focused, I was determined. I was like, I need to get better so I can get back to dancing. Little did I know it would take so long. You know, I mm-hmm. thought maybe a year. Um, it took about four. You know, we're now in, tw- now it's 2019 is now when I'm first starting to, um, I'm able to mm-hmm. dance again and I'm starting to train. So, so tell me, it took uh, a little bit, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. That's okay. Tell me about that process because you went, you talked about going from being on medications and then at one point in your blog, you mentioned you tried to go medication free, but now mm-hmm. you're finding a balance between the two. So tell me about that process of going through that and then coming to the point where you're at now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, when I moved home in 2014, again, like I said, I was just focused on getting better. And I, um, for me, throughout those four years of me just coasting, I was just relying on conventional medicine. I was just listening to what my gastroenterologist was telling me. And that was, look, we're going to put you on a biologic. You're, you have an autoimmune disease. It is not curable. But with these medications, you will be able to, um, to live a normal life. That's what I was told. Mm -hmm. And that was, and as a patient and a first time patient, might I add, when your doctor tells you something, you listen and you trust them, right? And you don't think of getting on Google and doing your own research because I'm like, he's a professional Mm -hmm. and I'm going to listen to what he says. And I remember when I was first diagnosed, I, t- I said, okay, um, you know, how about diet? Should I be, um, 
like, what do I need to eat or what do I need to not eat? And I will never forget this. He said, diet has nothing to do <laughs> with Crohn's disease. Um, it's not going to affect anything. Right. It's crazy, right? I, I, well, it still and, blows my mind. And I kind of laugh because my doctor said the exact same mm-hmm. thing. Because I asked, mm-hmm. just like you, I asked the very same question and, and I got the same response of, it doesn't matter what you eat, just take this drug and that's what you need to do. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And it is so, oh my gosh, again, I am not a medical professional. I am just a Crohn's patient Mm -hmm. and a Crohn's warrior, but I urge everyone listening who has any type of inflammatory bowel disease, diet is key. Yes. (laughs) I don't, I don't care. You don't need a medical certification to understand this. And I am so, um, I don't want to say saddened, but I guess I just wish that I would have um, done my own research from the beginning. And again, I can't fault myself because like I mentioned, when you see a professional, um, you know, medical doctor, you're going to trust them. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And for four years, I trusted the conventional um, um, medical community and I was put on biologics. And I was not changing my diet because I was literally told by my doctor that diet had nothing to do with this. This was an autoimmune condition and that it was not curable and diet does not affect it. And so it was in 2015 that I was so fed up with my condition. I was literally on a hamster reel. I was jumping from biologic to biologic. I was first put, well, I was first put on um, mesothalamine. Oh um, yeah, I, I, I was too. That's that's like the starter drug, <laughs> mesalamine. Yes, yes. They put me on that. I couldn't even swallow the pill. I would swallow it and just vomit it up, like in within a minute. Mm-hmm. And it was it just did nothing for me. And then I was put on Remicade. I was on Remicade for about a year and a half to two years. Um, and in those two years, I was anemic. I was iron deficient. I was bleeding. I was in constant pain. I was constantly vomiting. And I was always in a, I would say a moderate flare forever and ever. And then I would have at least two major severe flares where I would be landed in the hospital for about a week. And so finally, after landing in the hospital, my doctor's like, okay, Remicade's not working. Let's put you on Intivio. Did Intivio, same case. From Intivio, I went on to uh, Humira. Um, same thing. And then from Humira, I was put on Stellara. And so I just was on this hamster wheel. I grew frustrated. And I finally said, okay, I opened up my laptop and I was like, there has to be another way. Like, this is insane. Like, I know my body can heal. I know that there's hope. And I know that there is another solution. And I started, that's when things started to change for me because I started to research. I started to read. I started to buy books. Mm-hmm. I started to learn about diet. And then my father, um, who was also just as um, frustrated as I was, said, look, I, I came in touch with a, natural, a naturopathic medical doctor. I want you to meet him. And he actually ended up being a family friend. Mm-hmm. And they were, at, were out to dinner one night. And he had, I guess I had come up in conversation. And, oh, my daughter has Crohn's and it's been horrific. And, you know, she's been hospitalized countless of times, this and that. And then, you know, who turned out to be my naturopathic doctor, his name is Dr. Springer. He was like, look, send her my way. She can get better. Send Mm -hmm. her my way. 
And so I went up and, and I, and I visited with him and that's when things changed because he educated me about diet. He educated me about the importance of probiotics, about emotional and mental healing, about, um, essential oils, about electromagnetic, um, frequency therapy. Um, he just educated me about my body. Mm-hmm. And now, did you start he, those kind of one at a time, or did you kind of start doing all these different changes with oils and EMF and diet and everything he was recommending? Did you start doing those all at once? How did that evolve as he worked with you? Much, um, well, I have, I still see him to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, I consider him like my main doctor. Um, and again, not to bash the conventional conventional medical community like my gastroenterologist I mean they have been great but Mm -hmm. for me I I go to him first always Mm -hmm. and if there is like a um a severe emergency where conventional medicine I think is really a godsend you know um there's a role for both there's exactly then yeah my gastroenterologist he is phenomenal I mean he I even have this personal cell phone Mm -hmm. and he's like you call me whenever so, um, but when I saw this naturopathic doctor, yeah, he, I had, I, I want to say I was in his office for about an hour and a half for my first visit. Um, he just drilled me and he did all these tests. He did, uh, muscle testing on me and, um, did like a full, uh, you know, I guess body scan or whatever you want to say and just assessed me. Mm-hmm. and. And then just proceeded to educate me. And I was there for an hour and a half. And he told me about how important diet is and that I needed to stay away from dairy grains and processed sugars, like mm-hmm. off the bat. And, and then he, you know, he told me about just how the body wants to heal. It's just a matter of giving it the, the necessary tools. And that, you know, I was tested positive for, I had parasites in my intestine. I had, oh, I was wow. tested positive for, um, um, Epstein-Barr virus, mm-hmm. um, which was, he found it mostly in my colon. Surprise, surprise, mm-hmm. which is where all my Crohn's is, is located. Um, I had yeast overgrowth. I had bacteria overgrowth. I mean, I was a disaster. And so, yeah, he put me on this entire protocol. Um, where he gave me supplements to kill off all the pathogens that were in me. Um, he gave me a homeopathic, like, um, like drops that I would put under my tongue, which Mm -hmm. which was to help, um, put the Epstein-Barr virus into dormancy. Because as we all know, you can't get rid of viruses, Mm -hmm. but there is a way to shut them off so that they aren't wreaking havoc on your body. Mm -hmm. And so I was put on that. I was put on, I mean, I was, he, he, I left there with a bag full of, of supplements and <laughs> wow. directions and what to eat, what not to eat. Was it, it overwhelming was or did you feel it freed? Was, no. For the first time in my Crohn's journey, I was hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, I left there and I was like, I'm going to get better. Mm-hmm. And I just knew it in, in my gut. And, and I did. I was... Um, in I would say three months of following his protocol, I I healed. I wow. was like, I had no pain, I had no bleeding. I was, I put on like 
a good 20 pounds mm-hmm. and I was feeling strong again. I was feeling like, like myself again. Wow. And then, and yeah, it just, it changed everything. And then what happened? Because you mentioned you went medication free. Is that when you decided to go medication free when you were feeling so good? And then what happened to yeah, take you well, through that? During, um, during my various, you know, because obviously I would do follow, he, he wanted to see me every like two weeks and every three weeks and every four weeks. So I was constantly following up with him. And every time he would educate me about different things. And then I, 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 I remember one time I brought up being on the, on the, on the biologic that I was on. And at the time I want to say that, yeah, it was Humira mm-hmm. when I saw him. And he said, well, you know, um, and again, I don't want to put words in his mouth because this was a couple years ago. So I don't right. remember exactly what he said, but um, he did educate me on how strong the drug was and how, you know, I don't want to say dangerous, but you know, it's, you don't want to be on, there's risks. On biologic. There's- yeah. There's a lot of risks. And, um, he never told me to, you know, stop it, but he did educate me on the risks, which I wasn't really very educated on when I was first put on these, these mm-hmm. things. And, um, when I got better, I, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be on these biologics anymore. So let me stop. Mm-hmm. And I did, and I was fine. Um, and what happened was where I, where I messed up and that the fault is definitely on me is I got better. I got off all med- medications. I was thriving and I got excited. Mm-hmm. I was like, yay, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. I can start having my pizza and my yeah. bread and eat my dairy and live the life that I used to live. And that was, I think that's where I struggled the most Mm -hmm. is that when you heal your body naturally, you have to, um, change your lifestyle indefinitely. Yeah. And I was not ready for that. I wanted to go back to the old me and in my head feeling better and being quote unquote symptom free or cured meant I could be the old Elizabeth and and fall into the habits that I used to, which was I can eat wherever I wanted. I can have whatever pizza or milkshake on the fly and I can go here and I could go there. And, and in terms of my diet, I had zero restrictions Mm -hmm. and the reality that hit me very hard. And I learned the very hard way was that that simply was not the case. I, my body was healing but I don't think I gave enough time for it to fully heal. Um, and I did not change my lifestyle. Healing mm-hmm. means changing your lifestyle. And I did not do that. So I got better very quickly. My body bounced. But I mean, it was insane. I mean, my parents couldn't even believe it. They were wow. like, oh my God. They're like, are you sure? You're okay? You're okay? And I'm like, yeah, I feel great. Oh my gosh. And I was going here and I was going there. And then that's, that's where I, I, I stumbled back into this horrific flare because I started eating these foods that were causing me to be inflamed and that were inviting all these pathogens back into my body. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was eating lots of bread and just, I mean, I had just gotten rid of, rid of yeast overgrowth and here I am having bread, which has what in it? Yeast. Yeah. So I was inviting all these things back into my body. And, um, in a way I almost feel like my body was like freaking out because it was like, no, 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 not again. 
And I fell into my worst fear ever. That was in just this past year, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I weighed 82 pounds. Oh, I'm wow. five six. Wow. Um, yeah. I looked, I mean, I looked like a Holocaust survivor. I was emaciated. I was depressed. I was like really mentally starting to lose it because I couldn't believe that I was back at this place again. Um it was horrific. I was anemic. I was iron deficient. Um, it just spiraled out of, out of control. And I was, I, I was desperate. I, I went to the emergency room. Um, my CRP levels were a hundred and something. Wow. And normal levels for CRP, at least with the, um, test that they did was eight and under. And I was at a hundred something. So I was like, I was for the first time, I I can honestly say I was scared for my life. Mm -hmm. I'm not even kidding because I felt so frail. And so like, I really, there were points, I mean, at 80, 82, 84 pounds, like I felt my heart like, like struggling. Mm -hmm. It was the most insane. And here I am 28 years old. And I just was. I was, I could not believe that this was my situation. It was insanity. Did um, they hospitalize you at that point when you'd gone into the ER yeah. and start you back on oh my God. the medications? Yes. Yes. I, they immediately, I mean, I couldn't, I had to be brought in with a wheelchair because I could not walk. I mean, I had toothpicks for legs. Yeah. I mean, I, it was, it was truly insane. Um, immediately they they brought me in they put me on an iv um they ran all the tests i had an emergency colonoscopy the following day and um they immediately put me on um, iv steroids and then my gastroenterologist came in and it was a little frustrating because he was kind of like ha 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 like this is what happens when you get off of medication yeah and in my head i was like no that's not what happened it's actually you know, I wasn't, ed- I wasn't educated about the diet and the lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. And that's where I messed up. Um, but I was off of medication and thriving. So it was a little bit like a moment where I felt like I failed. So that was, it was just mentally very difficult to deal with. And on top of that, just my age too, I'm 28 years old. Yeah. And I was just tired of being sick, you know, and this was like my worst flare yet. And I had seen the light and then here I am. And so it was very difficult. And, and yeah, and then I was immediately, I was put on Stelera, um, since all the other biologics failed, which I really didn't want to. But honestly, at that point, I was so tired. (laughs) Yeah. And I was just sick of, of fighting. I didn't have any energy. I was just, I was over it. And I was put in Stelera. And, um, I was in the, I was in the hospital for two weeks. And, um, they actually kicked me out. (laughs) I did not want to leave because I was on Dilaudid, which is a IV pain. Mm -hmm. It's like an opioid. It's very uh, akin to morphine Yes. because my abdominal pain was so intense that, and I'm not a crier. I really, and as we all crone warriors are, we Mm -hmm. are are doing very well with pain because we're so used to it. But for the first time I couldn't handle it. I was, I would, I would feel it come on and then my anxiety would come up because I knew what was coming. And it was just this ball of, of just 
oh, it was terrible just yeah. even thinking about it. it. Gives me the chills. And I literally would would cry out for the nurse, please give me something because I cannot deal with this pain right now. And so I was I, I'm a little embarrassed to say, but I was like high on this yeah. dilated drug four seven because I could not deal with it. And um I didn't want to leave the hospital. Because I was like, if I leave here, I have to deal with the pain. And I was so um, filled with anxiety about going home because I was like, I don't have an IV when I go home. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to have to start fighting again and dealing with this again. And it was, it was terrible. But honestly, they kicked me out. They're like, there's enough. They're like, we can't do anything for you. We're just, you're just here getting, <laughs> getting <laughs> medication. <laughs> And just sitting here and you're not getting better and you need to go home and, you wow. know, and honestly, I was so, I was so upset and I, I honestly cried when I was um, told to leave, but it was the best thing that ever happened because I wasn't getting better there. What it was, I was, I was, um, I had a little bit of peace in mm-hmm. terms of not having to deal with the pain, but I had to deal with the pain at some point. And so it was funny because that was year seven. This was last year. So mm-hmm. it had been seven years at that point that I had been dealing with Crohn's. And as they were discharging me, um, I forget what kind of doctor came in. I think it was like a psychologist. And yeah, it had to have been. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she's like, you look very anxious. <laughs> and I looked at her. And I, I am. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, like, you don't understand the pain that I'm going to have to face in a couple of hours when I get home. And she said, um, she's like, would you like some Valium? And I was like, I, I remember being so like shocked mm-hmm. at how like, number one, how easily she was just like, Hey, you want to take some Valium? Yeah. And then number two, like she didn't like, she didn't even ask me. I don't know. I, I mean, I had never taken Valium in my life. And at that point I was, I, and I remember looking at my parents like, like what? She's crazy. And my parents were like, they're like, just take it, take it. They're like, you <laughs> need something. And I was like, okay. I'm like, yeah, I guess. And so she gave me Valium and she was like, take this much. And uh, <laughs> I, I laugh at it now, but I, I got home um, and they had given me a dose of Dilaudin right before I left mm-hmm. so that I had some in my system. And then I remember a couple hours had gone by and then boom, the pain started to come. And I remember just crying and being like, uh, being looking at my parents and being like, I don't know what, to, like, I can't, like, what do I do? What do I do? And they go, look, they're like, well, well you know, you, you know how your parents, they just want you out of pain and they want you feeling better. So they were like, you know, what about the volume? Let's try the volume. And I was like, no, that's not going to do anything. Well, sure enough, I took the volume and that was the only thing, um, besides prednisone mm-hmm. well not even prednisone I had pain with that that was the only thing that actually took away the pain wow it's kind of weird valium is more an anxiety you know but again the mind gut connection yeah. i don't know what it is but that was the only thing that i was able to take at home that gave me relief from the pain and thankfully um I got better quickly because I went back to the protocol from my naturopathic doctor. I saw him um, right when I got discharged from the ER. Mm-hmm. I saw him, I believe, two days later. And um, I followed his protocol. 
I would only take the Valium as needed. And within, I want to say two weeks, I didn't have to take any pain medication. Wow. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and now, um, I'm still on Solera. Um, I do that every four weeks. Um, but I stay away from dairy grains and processed sugars. Um, and I have gained, let's see, well, I was 82, 83. Now I'm a, I'm at 123. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm still climbing. Yeah. And um, I'm thriving. I'm healthy. Um, well, I'm not 100% symptom-free yet. Mm-hmm. I still have mucus every now and then. Um, I definitely don't have any abdominal pain. Um, my energy is is almost at 100%. And I just really feel like myself. Um, thank God. And, um, so yeah, I'm pairing, I'm pairing, you know, I am on a biologic, but I'm very much, I eat organic Mm -hmm. again. Like I mentioned, dairy grains, processed sugars are out of my diet every now and then I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm human. Yeah. If I go out to eat and there's a piece of bread, yeah, I'm, I'll take a bite. But if I have a whole, a whole slice, forget it. You know, I don't even mess with that. Well, and I, but, I find um, it so hard when you do go out with friends or with family and other people to watch people. And it's like, how can you eat that without, yes. without being in pain? Why is this not? I know, why can't I do so that? It's so annoying. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get so mad because I'm a foodie. I love food. I do too. Um, <laughs> I've always, I was never that girl growing up where I was counting calories and this and that. No, no, no. I love food. I love socializing. So it's hard. Um, but now I think for me and, you know, some people, I guess have more discipline, but for me after, I guess it took the seven plus years of just dealing with and everything that I've gone through that now I can truly say I'm at the point where I just, it doesn't even, I don't, I don't care for it. Yeah. I I really, my view on food has completely changed and it has to change because of my health and everything I've been through. And um, so, yeah, like I said, if I see like a really delicious piece of bread on the table, I will have a bite, but I know that that bite is not going to cause me harm. Yeah. Um, I know my limit, you know, I can, I can get away with a bite or even a bite of a slice of pizza. Like if I have a friend that gets a pizza and we're eating together and you know, I want to try a bite. Mm-hmm. I know the bite's not going to hurt me. If I have a slice, pushing it. Two slices, forget it. I will be in a flare. So um, I think it's just a matter of, as we all know, trial and error. And it's horrific because everyone's different. Everyone has different sugar foods. Mm-hmm. Mine are definitely dairy, grains, and processed sugar. The common and ones especially for a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, so it's just a matter of finding your trigger foods, knowing what not to eat, knowing your limits. Um, but I also believe too, like if you can have the bite of a bread, then take the bite, you know, because life is life short. Is short. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, but again, just know your limits. Um, and I really, I really do at this point know mine. And, um, so yeah, you just, unfortunately, well, I, I don't want to say unfortunately, Yeah. it's just, just the real the, the way reality, it is you know yeah. well and the way it is and honestly i think that's part of what makes it so hard for doctors to be honest is how how can they recommend 
one way of eating when everyone is so different that mm -hmm. in a way it kind of puts them in a, a tough spot with making recommendations. It's very tough for sure. Yeah. And I can see how tough it is. Like, for example, I hear so many good things on the SCD diet. Mm -hmm. um, and I've tried it. And, and, and it is, it's great. But for example, um, in that diet, um, you can't do potatoes yeah. or, or starch, complex starches. And for me, potatoes are fine. And that is and so important for me because I'm trying to put on weight and potatoes help with mm -hmm. that. And it's a good source of, you know, carbs. So I eat potatoes all day. Um, but so, so again, it, it's just about trying and, you know, trial and error and, and you have to find just what works for you. Well, and you've recently well, found a new yeah. food to add in. I've noticed on your blog, you've been talking a lot about celery juice. So yes. I've been yes. dying to ask about that. I'm real curious because I've, seen more and more people posting about celery juice and I've kind of been hearing about it and then I saw that you were mm -hmm. doing it so what is it what's yes. it doing and how's it been for you oh my gosh that has been an absolute game changer for me um again like I mentioned I stay away from um dairy grains and processed sugars and that has always been um always always helped me. I always become, I always, my symptoms just practically go away. Mm -hmm. But I think like so many can agree. It's like the healing process is difficult. And with Crohn's, it's like you have days where you're feeling better and it's like mm -hmm. you're going up the mountain and you're like, oh my God, I'm getting better. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, it's like you fall backwards. Yeah. And, and you could be on this, on a diet and not do not eat a trigger food. And then for some reason, you still, you fall back, you have these symptoms again, and it can be very frustrating. And that's kind of been my experience until I started the celery juice. So like I said, I would get better, like in the first, first time that I got better. But then I mean, that was kind of my fault, I fell back on old habits. And then, you know, that was why I started to flare. This time around, I on Stolera, and doing um, that diet that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. And I was getting better, getting better, getting better, but I just, it was still, I mean, maybe I just didn't give it long enough, but about, I don't know, a month or two into it, I fell um, into reading about celery juice. And I fell onto, um, I think it was through Pinterest or even, or Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I was reading about it. And at that point I was like, you know, I've tried everything. Why not try the <laughs> celery juice? Mm -hmm. I mean, and what is it going to do? It's juice. It's celery. Like yeah. that's another thing that kind of throws me off. Like people, are, people are so afraid of food for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's like a United, you know, it's it's an American thing, but it's like, you know, we'll pop pills and do yeah. all this crazy stuff and put me on biologics, but then it's like celery. Oh my god, yeah. you know, is this gonna hurt me? Like, yeah. Oh my god, like, what are you it's a do? very good you know? point. <laughs> Yeah. And so I was, I read about the benefits, how it's one of the, the best anti-inflammatory foods out there. It starves unproductive yeast, bacteria, viruses. Mm. It helps heal intestinal lining. Um, and literally, you know, heal the lining of your gut. Um, it has these mineral salts that are like so, so healing and so amazing for your body. 
And I was just reading all these things and I was like, you know what, let me try this. What, what, what on earth do I have to lose? I mean, it's not going to hurt me. Yeah. So, and I hate celery. Let me tell you, I, <laughs> I do not like celery. I was never that, that girl that we, you know, some people like the celery and like dip it in peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> can't do it. I would lick the and, peanut butter you know, out and throw this celery away yeah even no even just licking it yeah I still taste the celery and I was like not into it like celery honestly was not my thing and so but I was so um you know I was so over again being sick that I was at the point where I would try anything um and so here I was I bought a bunch of celery Mm -hmm. and I juiced it how do you make it do you just have to put it into a juicer and just juice it that way so um Yes, you that ideally is you get a juicer, but I don't have a juicer and I I wasn't going to just go out and buy a juicer because I didn't even know if I was going to like this or mm-hmm. if it was going to work. And juicers can be expensive. So, um I just went on YouTube and found that you can um you can still make the juice through a blender. So what you do is you take take the bunch of celery, you wash it, chop it up, put the chopped pieces into the blender, blend it, and it becomes like kind of the smoothie, um, thick, you know, mm-hmm. consistency. Then you take a nut bag, which or a cheesecloth. Mm-hmm. Um, you pour the you pour the the blended smoothie consistency stuff into there, and then you literally squeeze out the juice into a bowl. And it takes all about I don't know seven minutes mm-hmm. to do in total. And there's nothing else, and no added little herbs or anything like that just great celery juice because uh, and that's i've just been following from a medical medium Mm -hmm. apparently if you don't if you don't if you drink it straight like that that's when it has the most um effect okay you know it's straight celery juice don't don't add water don't add cucumber don't add any apples or any other fruit Mm -hmm. just straight celery juice and so I did it. And I remember he prescribed 16 ounces every morning. First thing when you wake up on an empty stomach, wait 15 to 30 minutes and then, you know, continue on with your day, have your breakfast. It's not meant to um, substitute your breakfast because mm-hmm. it's not high in calories or anything. It's literally, you have to treat it. It's like taking medicine. So um, I did it the first day I made about I didn't make the full 16 ounces. Mm-hmm. I think I only made about a cup, like eight ounces. And I remember I took a sip and I did the whole like plug my nose thing. And I took a sip and I was like, oh, this is you know, not bad. And then I remember taking a sip without plugging my nose. And it really wasn't bad at all. It's actually kind of refreshing. Oh. And um, I was pretty surprised with the taste. And so I remember I drank about half the cup and immediately my stomach started to gurgle and I was like, Oh God. Mm-hmm. And then boom, I had to run to the bathroom. I even had abdominal cramping. Um, I even had some blood and I was like, Oh God, I'm like, this isn't good, but I don't know why. And I can't tell you why, but something inside me was like, just keep doing it, keep doing mm-hmm. it. So I was like, okay, whatever. And I'm also very stubborn. So I was <laughs> like, you know, this has to work. This has to work. You know, this is natural. Like, come on. So next morning did the same thing. I drank about like half a cup. And then boom, bathroom. Hmm. And I was like, whatever. Okay, day three. So day three, I was like, you know, let me do a little less. Let me start with like a little shot, a two ounce shot. And then let me just like work my way up. 
So I did the two ounce shot and then it wasn't as bad as day one and day two. I still had some gurgling, a little uncomfortable, but it wasn't so bad. And then long story short, um, I just, my body got used to it. And, and then I would add a little bit more, a little bit more until eventually I worked my way up to the 16 ounces. I took like about two weeks and it got to the point where I would drink it. It was like water to me. I wouldn't have any sort of gurgling. I wouldn't run to the bathroom, nothing. And then I stuck with it consistently. I mean, like religiously Mm -hmm. every morning, 16 ounces on an empty stomach uh, for three to four months. And it was mind blowing. I, for the first time, literally felt like I was getting better. It's hard to explain, Mm -hmm. but I just felt my, um, I just felt less bloated, less inflamed. Um, I also have my Crohn's, I was formally diagnosed with Crohn's colitis. Mm -hmm. So it's really located in my colon and in my rectum. And for the first time, I felt like my inflammation um, in my rectum was disappearing. I mean, it was amazing. And the blood went away. The mucus was going away. My skin cleared up. My nails were so brittle. I normally always, before I was um, diagnosed, I always had really strong nails. And now my nails were, were growing back again, nice and strong. I noticed my hair wasn't falling out. Um, I had lost so much hair when I was on the biologics and on prednisone and my hair, you know, every time I wash mm-hmm. my hair in the shower, I mean, clumps were just raw. I noticed my hair wasn't falling out anymore. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, this is great. And I just kept at it and I kept at it. I even went on a trip to Mexico mm-hmm. when I started this and I was so determined that I literally got in the car with <laughs> And went to a grocery store, bought myself celery juice, went back to the hotel and was like, do you guys have a juicer? (laughs) And they were so kind. And they were like, yes, of course, we can do this for you. And they would do it for me every morning. I would wake up and I would go to one of their little restaurants on the the premise and they would have my juice waiting for me. I mean, it was amazing. And but yeah, I stuck with it. And I have to say, I (laughs) to kind of like test the waters. Mm I I had like a little bit of pizza mm-hmm. and then I felt fine. And then, and then I remember having like a full slice and I was like, oh God, this is going to be bad. And nothing happened. Wow. Like I had no re- repercussion. And how long and had I you been like, doing the celery dang. juice up until this point? I want to say, I don't know, a month and a half, mm-hmm. two months. Mm-hmm. And I started eating things that normally would. I mean, throw me on the floor and it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. Like nothing would happen. Wow. And then a big thing was that I, um, could not sleep on my right side, Mm -hmm. um, for more. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't lay on my right side for more than five minutes without having to roll on my left side because I had, I had such acute inflammation and ulcerations in my left side of my colon that literally sleeping on my right side was painful. I would, it would just be painful. I couldn't do it. So I've been sleeping on my left side or on my back or on my stomach every, every night for the past seven plus years mm-hmm. because I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. 
after I started drinking the celery juice, I swear to you, in a month, month, month and a half, I was sleeping on my right side wow. with zero pain. And you're not it doing anything insane. else different because you've done all the, you've done the medications before, you've done the naturopathic regimen before, mm -hmm. and the only thing you're doing different now is really adding in this the celery juice. The celery juice. And that's why, and I wrote a post on my blog, which if anyone listening, you can follow me at thedancingcrony.com. Um, I even wrote a post about it saying that literally this, this celery juice, it's changed my life because I feel like it was the last puzzle piece to what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. um, trying to heal from Crohn's ulcerative colitis or any form of inflammatory bowel disease it's very complicated. There is never, ever a one thing mm -hmm. that's going to get you better. I don't care what it is. I don't care if a doctor tells you, yeah, take this biologic, you will heal. No, even if you feel better, you're not really healing from it. I mean, at, at least that's yeah. my opinion. There's more that you can you do. Know, if you have, yeah. If you have to rely on a medication, you're not really healing. You're just, you're, you're masking a symptom, which again, I, I'm just good. Them, yeah. So I'm not, right. It's good. But I wanted more. I wanted to be, my goal is to be, I mean, I think all of our goals is to be medication free. Yeah. And, um, so it, there's so many pieces to the puzzle. You have to, you have to take medication to get out of severe flares. You have to change your diet. You have to take stress out of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to, I mean, it's mental, physical, and, emotional. I mean, there's so many things yeah. that you have to it's, focus on. And for me, the celery juice was the last, the last little piece. Yeah. I think you nailed it. Opinion. You just, you hit, you know, the nail on the head. You said that very well. And, and it's awesome. I think I'm going to try some celery juice now. <laughs> I'm honestly trying to have nothing. I'm going to, yeah. Just try it, you know? Um, and yeah, I'm not, I'm usually not into like these fad things. Um, but I, I don't know. I just tried it because I was like, what, Why again, what do I have to lose? And I'm so happy I did because I, I, I did it this morning. I do it every morning. I make my celery juice. It's like my routine. I chop up the celery and put it in a Tupperware. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have them, you know, ready to go. Um, that's one thing too. Um, it's suggested to always make it fresh. Mm. Um, so I have it chopped up, ready to go. I wake up. It literally takes five minutes. You just pour it into a blender. You blend it, which takes, I don't know, a minute. And then you pour it into your nut, uh, your nut milk bag and you just squeeze out the juice. And that's it. You're done. Um, it's very quick. It's very easy. And the benefits are, are literally amazing. And you can just go online and Google it or go to medicalmedium.com. And he has all the information about celery juice on there. And, um, I really suggest you should try it. I mean, I'm all about sharing what works. It may not work for you as well as it did for me, but when something works for you, you just want to like scream it yes. on top of the roof, <laughs> of the rooftop, right? It's true. Because it's like, you know what it's like to live in this horrible, you know, pain and, you know, the urgency mm -hmm. and the, even the, the depression, the mental aspect of it. And so anything that helps just share. Yeah. And so I always share about the celery juice because it's been literally a game changer for me. Well, and, um, yeah. now that you're feeling so well, I was going to ask, um, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was just thinking, are you dancing again now that you're feeling so much better and your energy is yeah. coming back? Yeah. 
Yeah. So like I mentioned before, the last time I danced uh, professionally was in 2014. And um, I have been really struggling with my health. I mean, there is no way that I could even, I don't know, kick my leg. I mean, yeah. that was just out of the picture. I was so sick. It was hard for me to just walk to the bathroom. So, um, so I hadn't danced. So it's been, uh, what, five years. Mm-hmm. And now, 2019, just recently, we're talking like the last month or two is when I've started to train again. And I actually have an audition coming up wow. in May that I'm so excited about. I'm just so eager to get back into it. And I feel great. My body is bouncing back. Um, I'm putting on muscle, my flexibility, you know, again, I mean, I've been dancing my whole life. So it's kind of like riding a bike. You know, Once I get back into it, get back into it. But I'm really, I've I've shocked myself at how quickly um, I'm bouncing back into being able to do what I used to do, which was dance. And, and yeah, so now I'm finally getting back into it. And um, hopefully um, the audition goes well and, and I'll be dancing professionally again. Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice because we all take hits, right? Yes. You know, my, my big hit was, you know, I couldn't dance anymore. That was a big so hit. That was very, yeah, it was very difficult. You know, it was my way of life. It was my career. It was everything I worked for. So when that gets taken away from you, um, it's, it's difficult to deal with mentally and emotionally. And, um, and we all take those hits, you know, so many that have IBD have to stop working. They have to stop doing what they love, whether it's, um, I don't know, swimming or Taekwondo or painting, you know, all these things take energy. And when you're sick, you don't have energy. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's hard, but you have to stay positive, always remain hopeful. That is one thing that I will say. I never, I never lost hope. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have moments where I was, I mean, severely, de- severely depressed. I've even, I, I do see a psychologist for the trauma, mm-hmm. honestly, from the Crohn's and everything I've been through. Um, so, I mean, I think anyone would lie and say that they're not dealing with depression. It's very depressing to be sick. Yes. Um, but you have to remain hopeful and you have to always stay positive. And in those moments when you're feeling down, just in, in your gut and down, down, deep down there, just don't lose hope mm-hmm. because the moment you lose hope, that's when everything will crumble. And um, that is one thing I will say that I, I did not lose hope mm-hmm. and I think that's why I was able to get where I am today even after so many years of of struggling um I can probably say that I'm really seeing the light and I'm finally back to you know where I used to be do, that's awesome do you think that all that hope you had is that part of what sparked you to start blogging about your experiences and sharing your story because that's all fairly new correct Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I just started the blog in August uh, 2018 Mm -hmm. Um, yes absolutely I was in a place where again I'm just naturally very stubborn and I guess naturally a positive person and I was like I am not gonna let this disease win you know okay I, I was diagnosed with it but I'm going to make this worth 
all the pain and all the struggle. I'm going to, I'm going to turn this bad diagnosis into good. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, you know what? I'm at a place where I am doing well. I've had so many years of experience with IBD and I need to, to give back. If I could just help one person, then it's all worth it. And I know so many people say that and it could be a little cliche, but truly when you, I guess when you live it mm-hmm. and all you want to do is just help somebody not go through what you go through, it really is worth it. And that's why I started the blog. Um, I give tips in there. I give just posts of encouragement. Um, I just want to give back and just help people who are newly diagnosed or have been dealing with IBD for many years, I just want to give them a place where they can find information, find hope, find tips. Um, my most recent posts that I just wrote were um, five effortless ways to go grocery shopping during a flare because mm-hmm. I know what it's like to be in a flare. And then, you know, for me, when I was living in New York, I didn't have family um, up there with me. And I just lived with a roommate who, was, who worked full time. And I needed to get some food. And it was kind of before um, um, Instacart and everything was starting to happen. And it was like, I had to get my butt to the grocery store. I wouldn't have food. And it was horrific because I was in a flare. I had zero energy. So I write about tips on how to make that process uh, go as quickly and efficiently as possible because you want to get in and you want to get out. Um, And so just things like that. I just want to help people um, you know, go through this as painless as possible, I guess, Mm -hmm. because it's a really hard disease. It's a really, really hard journey. And, um, I learned so much and going back, I wish I would have known what I know now. So I just want to pay it forward. Well, and you do, you have a lot of great content, a lot of great advice and tips and tricks on your blog. Um, it's, it's a wonderful place. So remind people, tell, tell us where they can go to find your blog and where else you're at online, social media, all those places. Yes. So, um, if you're interested, just go to www.thedancingcrony.com. That's my blog. You can find tips, um, posts of encouragement, um, lots of other fun things. Um, don't forget to subscribe because if you subscribe, I send you a really awesome welcome um, email series mm. where I even give some free um products or not products but little gifts Mm -hmm. i guess i like to call them um and then you'll be part of a newsletter that i send once a month so just make sure to subscribe so we can keep in touch and of course if you subscribe that way we can communicate if you ever just need someone to talk to or need some encouragement i'm literally just a click away you can email me at any time um and then you can also find me on instagram at the dancing crony as well as pinterest um, the dancing crony. Um, and yeah, I love connecting with people. I love listening from people, from you. Um, I love helping people. Mm-hmm. So, um, make sure you check it out and subscribe and, and we can communicate and help each other out. Fantastic. I'm going to put all of that in the show notes so that people can easily click and find you and get all of that. So I, awesome. Thanks. I do have one final question for you. Is there anything that you wish people knew about Crohn's and colitis, but they don't? 
Diet, diet, diet. Mm -hmm. I wish (laughs) that from day one, um, I was educated on how important diet is with this illness. Um, Again, I'm not a medical professional. I'm just a Crohn's warrior. But please, please, please just know that food is so important. There are foods out there that are inflammatory, such as sugar, mm-hmm. bread, pasta, dairy. They are inflammatory. It's a fact. So we're suffering from um, an inflammatory bowel disease. So you don't want to put any food into your system that is going to cause inflammation in your gut because that is precisely what we're suffering from. So stay away from dairy, grains, and processed sugar. If I would have known that in the beginning, I really feel like my journey would have been cut, I would say, by three quarters. Mm -hmm. I think it would not have taken me seven plus years to be where I'm at today if I just would have been educated about my diet. Well, and I think the other thing to add to that too is to be educated about diet, but also be willing to go through the trial and error period that everyone will face because we are all so different Mm -hmm. that unfortunately, you know, people ask me what to eat or where to start. And it's like, unfortunately, you're going to have to try Obviously, cut out it's cut out the big things, like you said. Cut out those known inflammatory foods, and then be willing to try foods and figure out what works and what doesn't work. Yes, for sure. And you do you you bring up a very valid point because there are people um, that I have met uh, with IBD that say you know dairy doesn't bother them, and you know, and it's like if it doesn't bother you, then yeah, yeah have go at for it. it. Um, <laughs> How about it? Um, so yes, yes. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, again, I guess I'm just speaking from personal experience. Oh yeah, you, no, um, you, you said it great. I mean, but, you, it was perfect, perfect advice. Yeah, yeah. But I guess yeah, just in general. Uh, oh, and then another big thing is be your own advocate, mm-hmm. do your own research, which is so strange to say because again, you go to a medical professional. And you trust them, you know, whatever mm-hmm. they say. But unfortunately, um, again, don't 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 become a high hydro. What's that word? Hypochondriac. Yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you're like googling, and it's like, oh my god, I might have cancer and this and that. I'm not asking you to do that, but I am asking you go to to known sources and really do research and really um, double and triple check. Mm-hmm. Um, because I did not do any of that. It took me four years to get to that point, And I got to that point out of frustration because I wasn't getting better. Um, so I guess from the beginning, you know, just, I wish I would have known about diet and I wish I would have educated myself, um, and done research, read books and really, um, informed myself on exactly what Crohn's is rather than just relying on what was, mm-hmm. was told. That is great mm-hmm. advice. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today, Elizabeth, and coming on the podcast and helping to inspire and motivate others with IBD. Thank you. Of course. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have an IBD story, either as a patient or a family member, 
that you'd like to share as a guest on this podcast, or if you have a topic you'd like to hear about, send me an email at crohnsfitnessfood at gmail.com. If you'd like to learn more about me and my Crohn's journey, follow me on Instagram using at Crohn's Fitness Food, or visit my blog for in-depth articles about my struggles and victories with Crohn's through diet, fitness, and lifestyle at www.cronesfitnessfood.com. And finally, remember, be strong, be grateful, and be the warrior that you are.